I wouldn't be as high on Baker as someone to give me Minshew. I'm looking at you, Colts. <laughs> but Derek Carr looked great. Kamara looked great. Michael Thomas was on the field. So we all know Olave is a stud. So I think I'm I'm a little bit high on Saints. What a boring podcast. This women too vanilla. Too vanilla. <laughs> now part of that is just because the South is papo. If he's there with Derek Carr, I'm honestly, I'm getting Drew Brees flashbacks. NFC South, boys. We move on to the NFC South. So let's uh, let's start up our timer again. We are going to start with Manjot again. Oh, I yeah. thought I had the Bucks. I put it wrong. Why didn't you pick me up on that earlier, Manjot? Oh, you can have the box. You take the box. I'll nah, take fuck the Panthers. That. It's all good. Nah, I you like take... the pa- I love the Panthers. <clears throat> no, I talk about. We're all going to talk about both anyway. What are we fighting uh, yeah, for? Yeah, yeah. Major, right. start us off with the box, will you? Look, it it's a real box team that is. It's tough to really decipher what this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team will be this year, because as everyone and their mom knows, even non NFL fans know that Tom Brady retired over the offseason. So that was a massive hole. How do you replace the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe the greatest football player of all time? We'll have that debate later. But how do you replace a guy like Tom Brady? Well, it's like the hardest job in football history, probably. And who's got the follow-up act? We don't know. (laughs) We don't know. They still haven't chosen between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. I think it's going to be Baker Mayfield by all indications, but their depth chart had the all listed on there. So they had Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask as the first QB. So even the Bucks media team don't know who's going to be the first guy up there. Who knows for all that matters. But Around them, there's some decent weapons, I will say. Rashad White comes back. He was a decent running back last year behind Leonard Fournette. Now he's going to be the lead back. Then you got the wide receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Goblin. They're absolute studs. They're guys that get it done every single day, every single game. It's just these two are proven veterans. And in comes Trey Palmer, who's a real interesting rookie that I've been posting about a little bit last week on Patriot Press. I'm actually really hyped about this dude. I like Trey Palmer in his game. I think he's got some good tools up there. So going to be interesting there. Offensive line remaining about the same, maybe a couple of changes here and there. So... Really, that offense is the where's going to be transitioned. Defense still got your names such as Devin White, Levante David, Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, Anton Winfield Jr., Carlton Davis. These guys are all returning. So there's really not much change in defense. It's really about quarterbacks. So what do you guys think about the quarterback situation? Who's going to be starting? I think it's going to be Baker. I think all indications are saying Baker at the moment. Yeah, I was just going to say, I, I think Baker has shown enough flashes in this preseason that, that they're going to go with Baker. I just, I think he's got too much potential over Trask. So I'm I'm not a huge Trask fan, to be honest with you. And and Baker's, Baker, like it or not, he is a decent leader. Um, he just has a hard time producing on the field. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think either way, this team's going to suck, personally. I'm a Baker fan. I don't know why I like these underdog QBs so much, but I, I kind of do. But Kyle Trask was there as QB2 and QB3 behind Tom Brady. So he had time to learn this offense 
uh, under Brady and learn what these guys are about. And they still went and signed someone yeah. else to be QB1. So that tells you all you really need to know, I feel, about yeah. Kyle Trask. Seen a little bit of him in preseason, his couple of games so far, not really impressed. Uh, and I know it was supposed to be a bit of a competition, but I was really impressed with the way Baker was playing with this offense. Uh, that was something that really impressed me as well. This was the Baker Mayfield who came in at, to the Rams last season and blew everyone away. That that first game from the when he went, left the Panthers and came in at the Rams, this is the, the Baker Mayfield that we've been seeing so far in the preseason games. And I'm a little bit excited that he may come, have come into to that offense uh, with guys like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and just gone, well, I can I can work with these guys. He might it might something have finally clicked. Um, I threw out a question about uh, these divisions on uh, the NFL fans down under page tonight as well, and I got a few responses from some people which were pretty interesting. There is a Bucks fan in here, uh, Dwayne Richardson, who basically said we're going to be better. He feels that they're going to be better than most people think. Still, probably won't beat the Saints for the division. But our defense has multiple pro bowlers, as Manjot pointed out earlier, still on it. Uh, and two stud wide receivers, as Manjot pointed out earlier. So he feels the whole season depends on the O-line and Baker, if Baker has anything in him, which is pretty much what we were already saying. The other thing he feels, though, as a, as a person, and I've heard a lot of this from around too, is that if this doesn't succeed or doesn't go well this season, that it's likely because Todd Bowles, is way better of a defensive coach than he is a head coach and doesn't really know how to get the best out of the offense and the O-line and not sure about what to do there. So, so yeah, I I feel that too. I've heard that from a lot of places. It's not just from uh, someone on Facebook. So, yeah, that's the way I feel. I like I like it in terms of Baker. I'm, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be it'll make the the division at least a bit more spicy. But apart from that, they do have a under over at six and a half right now. Eight wins last season with the goat Tom Brady, and now back down to six and a half. I feel that regression is warranted because of the the teams that they are going to have to go up against in, during the season. Of course, they start with the Vikings, which will be a hard game for both teams. And then they go straight to the Bears and the Eagles before getting into their own division against the Saints. So they have very, four very hard games to start the season before they're by. I don't, mm. like, I don't like the looks of that for them at all. For me, six and a half, it's a hard one again, really hard one. I'm going to say over on six and a half, but I feel like it'll just be over on six and a half. Yeah, I think we're going to have our first disagreement this week. I'm going to go with the under. Hurrah! Yeah, I know. <laughs> Finally, I, I think this podcast... What a boring podcast. This, we've been too vanilla. Too oh, vanilla. Yeah, I, I need to throw in my punches here. Firstly, I, I think you're a little too high in Baker than I am. You're a lot higher than you are than I am. Because... I think we've seen a lot of Baker before, and I, I just don't think he's really that good. I, I don't think he can pull out seven wins. He's not going to be able to carry this team on his back, I reckon. I mean, they've got good defense, got good start wide receivers. Yes, I agree, but everything's on Baker in the O-line, and I just don't believe in Baker Mayfield. That is just that's the basis of my I opinion. wouldn't be as high on Baker if someone had given me Minshew. I'm looking at yeah, you, Yeah, if it was Minshew, then maybe, yeah, I, I would probably take the over. But because it's Baker and it's because it's Trask behind him, I, I think 
it's the under for me. And that's because I think the guys in the division as well, their divisional opponents are a lot tougher this year than what they were last year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, you know, Brady, he was really struggling. And yet he still has some decent stats, even though he's in his last year and real struggling. But yeah, I, I just don't believe in Baker, to be honest. I'm going to take the under. I'm I'm going to disagree. If I'm all in a boat, no, Brad, that's, that's please fine. Manchester, you're allowed to take the under. Stop being so defensive about it. Jesus Christ. Brad, all if right, I'm Brad. on a boat I, I, by myself, I'm fine with that. Take, I feel like whatever you want. I, I feel like you're not with Brad. I feel like Brad will take the under too, but. Yeah, Ian, Ian's got me pegged. Um, oh, excuse me. Yes. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Where, where's this going? This is not Aussie NFL fan. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> I'm taking the under. I prefer the bottom. All right. <laughs> excuse me. So, 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 Brad, they're going to walk the plank this year, basically. The boys yes. are going to walk the plank. Oh, I mean, it's, we should have used more park puns in this. Should we? It's the only only team we could have possibly made some decent puns for, and we didn't do any of it. They're going the under. Yes, that's the under. I'm so disappointed in all of us, to be honest. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Righto. Let's move on to the Carolina Panthers. Now, again, I did say I asked some opinions this week. I must admit, I do like the Panthers this season. I've got a little bit of a soft spot for them, but only because... My, as a Vikings fan, my boy Adam Thielen has gone there, uh, and I <laughs> have been a massive fan of Adam Thielen. He is one of the reasons that I was such a Minnesota Vikings fan uh, from the beginning. I do like some of the some of the other guys on this team, and I love the moves they made in terms of get, uh, really going for it and getting up there to get Bryce Young in the draft. Um, I love them bringing in Hayden Hurst, Miles Sanders as well. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a soft spot for them. Very cautious on how they're going to do. Do also love that they brought in Andy Dalton as QB2 behind Bryce Young. Andy Dalton, another great guy, been in the league for a long time and also known as someone who is a great teacher when, when he's been sitting behind or like or, or mentoring guys who are behind him. So love that move from them. Went out there, asked one of my mates who is a massive Panthers fan, He's the dude that actually got me into the NFL a little bit too. Shout out, Douglas. So he, uh, massive Panthers fan, he basically told me he's cautiously optimistic for the season, which is a nice change from the last couple of seasons. Anyone who knows Douglas knows that that is very true because he he has been down on the Panthers for the last few seasons because they were just basically just floating in a sea of trash. O-line has looked bad during preseason. Look, I have to totally agree with that, and I was going to say that coming out of the last uh, preseason game. They were woeful. They were terrible. Um, And it really really worried me how they were going to do. There's all these highlights of Bryce Young uh, running out of the pocket and making these amazing plays. You shouldn't have to be doing that. Your QB shouldn't have to be doing that, and your rookie QB should definitely not have to be doing that. So some some of that... some of that O-line needs to give themselves a pretty firm uppercut before week one, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they did say we aren't missing guards through injury yet. Of course, Austin Corbett is out. Change to a 3-4 defense is intriguing, and he's really looking forward to seeing some seeing Burns come off the edge. He's getting paid oh, yeah. soon. Not much depth across from him, though. New coaching, new system, and new QB could be a rough year. 
I'm sure there will be rough patches, but the division is weak and I'm optimistic. Seven to ten or eight and nine feels about right to me, but it all depends on Bryce Young. And I that summed it up to me. That's the only reason I really read an entire thing out. Um, they were pretty much my feelings. That's what I was going with anyway. Love to hear it from a fan. Brad, any thoughts on this? Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm going through their schedule, and again, I think it's a tale of two buys. I think pre-buy, they they they're gonna be hurting. Mm. Uh, I I could conceivably seeing them going to that by zero and six. Uh, with, Scary prospect, isn't it? Yeah, mm. with with that quarterback, I I think long term they're going to be fine, and I like long term where they're headed. But just the idea of getting seven and a half games, I, I struggle with it. So uh, I'm actually going to take the under on these guys. Yeah. I- I have to I have to kind of agree almost there. Major, what are you um any thoughts right now on the uh, it's, it's tough. It's tough, honestly, because I think they I think they are a decent team actually. I think they're in the division title conversation. And that's probably because of how bad the other teams are in the division, to yeah. be honest. Because yeah. Yeah, I think this is probably your second place team, maybe first place. It's going to be between them and the Saints, I think. With their win total, oh, it's tough. But I I think they can sweep both of the Falcons and the Bucks, get four wins there. You can have a win against the Texans, potentially have some close games against teams like the Bears, the Titans, maybe. Like, things like that, I think. There's... There's potential there for the Panthers to to really shake things up. And seven and a half might seem a bit of a stretch. I think I'm gonna take the under, but I think they're gonna hit seven again. I think I think they're gonna find a way to squeak up to around seven wins. So I'm gonna take the under, but only just. I can see them go over though. I can see myself be wrong. Seven and a half scares me. Again, scares me. And it's yeah, just half, as yeah. as if it Brad was six said, and a half, I would have taken the over. Seven and yeah, a, yeah that's that's so my mentality. I, I have to take that under again. And it is, as Brad said, it's the tale of two buy like pre-buy and, and post-buy, really. Mm-hmm. Um just some scary teams up there that are gonna be far too good for them too early on. And uh, yeah, I don't know how they stop that slide once it starts. So Brad moving on to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, so I, I I think with with the Saints, okay, you can't make too much of it, but that one drive against the Chiefs, I, I hate saying that as a coach, that one drive, but Derek Carr looked great. Kamara looked great. Um, Michael Thomas was on the field. So we all know Alave is a stud. Uh, so I think uh, I'm, I'm a little little bit high on saints now part of that is just because the south is papu um so i don't think you know they, they the whole south has much going for it but uh i think they've definitely upgraded the quarterback situation they finally put the whole Taysom hill thing to bed and Apparently not because he's still listed at qb4 oh uh, he's still listed him oh, as yeah. qb4 just don't He'll list qb4 for god's sakes yeah, I mean, and and the 49ers would have loved to have Taysom Hill in the playoffs last year, but we won't, we won't <laughs> yeah. go there. Um, but anyway, it, you know, so I think the Saints 
are going to be better. They they did lose. The question mark is they did lose their entire front defensive line, except for uh, Cameron. And uh, so that's going to be a little bit of a question mark. But they've got some major playmakers. Of course, Kamara is going to be suspended for three games. So that's going to hurt them a little bit. But, you know, they signed uh, the, the running back uh, from Detroit uh, who led the league in, in touchdowns last year. Thank you. Yeah. So, so he's going to be, I think, be perfectly fine, be that stopgap. So I'm, I'm excited. And, and everybody bangs on David Carr, but the reality is David Carr has never in his career had a top 20 defense. Never. Derek, yeah. Derek Carr. Derek Thank Carr. You. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think yeah. you did that once before in this yeah, preseason show, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did. Um, Shows and, how and long he's been around the sport. It does. Everyone banged on David Carr back then, too, for the same reasons. (laughs) Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, So, you know, I just think I I don't think he's fallen off the cliff like a lot of other people do. And so I think they're going to be interesting uh, to watch. So I'm actually um, excited for him. I'm um, I think Derek Carr has landed himself in the right team the right division at exactly the right time. Yeah. Because I, yeah. I think that they they will achieve this year, and it is largely because Derek Carr is such a baller. He played so well at the Raiders. Now, yes, they didn't <clears> have great years, but there was a lot of other factors that weren't Derek Carr as to why they didn't have great years. Um, another, another underdog QB behind him in Jameis Winston, another one of my loves. I don't know why. I just... I hate the way people have always got on Jameis because I saw the upside rather than the nonsense. Um, I love that they got Jamal Williams, who will play a big part because of Alvin Kamara. Um, so that that's a great thing. I love Jamal Williams. He was such a character last year and such a player. I love that they upgraded a tight end. They went Taysom's not playing tight end, so we'll get Juwan Johnson because mm. I don't know because Taysom's mm-hmm. splitting his splitting his brain somewhere <laughs> else last season and didn't play so well. So. I think Taysom Hill shot himself in the foot a little bit, but I think they are they're poised right now with the way this division is to really go hard and and, and play well and achieve big. Their under over is at nine and a half after seven wins last season, and I have to be taking that over, especially with their um, with even with their schedule. I should say not even Ooh. especially with their schedule, but with their schedule. I just have this feeling that they're going to go over that nine and a half. Mm. Uh, and it's probably mostly going to be those division wins, which are going to really boost that total up a lot. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to go that early. Manjot, how are you feeling about the Saints this year? Uh, I'm honestly pretty high on them. I think Derek Carr is a great addition. Even though Kamara is suspended for three games, they still got Jamal Williams, as you guys have said. Real good pickup for them. I think... Alave and and hopefully healthy, as I have to always specify with Michael Thomas, hopefully healthy this year. If he's there with Derek Carr, I'm honestly I'm getting Drew I'm getting Drew Brees flashbacks. I, I'm honestly getting flashbacks to the Drew Brees days. I think this offense can really be that lights out. Even tight end, I mean Jawan Johnson, but we're also talking about Jimmy Graham coming back. I mean, I know he's old. I know he hasn't played football in about two years, but just the thought of Jimmy Graham catching passes again really makes me a bit hyped because he's one of my favorite players growing up. I really love watching Jimmy Graham. I think he can be pretty good. 
if he's back to his best. Uh, defense, I know the front four has lost Marcus Davenport and other guys, but still, I think that whole defense, there's a bunch of ballers up there. They were actually one of the top 10 units last year in defense, and it's really surprising when you looked at that because their offense pretty much sucked, but their defense was carrying them to game after game. I think it's going to be a little bit the other way this year. I think the offense is going to do a bit more of the lifting this year than the defense because the defense lost a few pieces and the offense gained a QB. So I think with the Saints, I'm really excited about them. Over, under, I think I'm going to smash that over. I think this is your division champions right here, the New Orleans Saints, 100%. Brad, how are you feeling about the over, under at 9.5? Yeah, look at you already calling it, man, Josh. Um, I'm def- I'm taking the over. I'm with you, Ian. Uh, I think it's going to be because of those interdivisional games, but I am taking the over. I'm a I'm a Derek Carr believer. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful, man, Josh. Do you want to bring us home with the Atlanta Falcons, the very last thirty second of thirty two teams for our divisional previews for twenty twenty three. Yes, I shall bring us home. It has been a great journey. Now the Falcons conclude us off. This team was lost in the division last year. So what did they do? Instead of going with their normally good running back in Tyler Ogier, who had a great rookie season, they went out to get the top-ranked running back in the entire draft, coming out Texas. Of course, we're talking about B. John Robinson at running back. Still got some decent pieces across the board, such as Drake London, who had a decent rookie year last year, wide receiver. Tight end Carl Pitts. He's been a bit up and down for his career. Going into his third season, who knows what what version of Kyle Pitts we're going to get. The highest drafted tight end ever. He's got a lot of talent. We're going to have to see what he's got. But their big question mark, you've got to say, is quarterback. Desmond Ritter, Taylor Heineke, and Logan Woodside are the free listed QBs on ESPN. Desmond Ritter has been signaled to start here. He's got the starter role. And we don't know what's with Desmond Ritter. I'm not going to write him off yet. I haven't seen too many good flashes from him. But with the weapons around him, there's potential. I think there's a bit of potential with Desmond Ritter. Not much, but I think there's a little bit. Now, the offensive line got some real good pieces. I've talked up Chris Lindstrom a lot. Best guard in the league, according to PFF last year. Now, there's a few other pieces that are good there. There's Jake Matthews, got Caleb McGarry, some guys they've re-signed there. So it's, it's, it's good, good offensive line. Defense, I think they've made a couple of improvements. Brian Calais Campbell, they they still got Grady Jarrett. They've they brought in Brad Dupree. They've gone AJ Terrell, their lockdown quarter cornerback. They've kept him. They've added a couple pieces of secondary in Jesse Bates and Jeff Okuda. So there's been improvements here and there for the Falcons. But is it enough, guys? Is it enough? <laughs> that's the that's the question, isn't it? I think they're they're kind of going like the uh they're they're trying to turn themselves into what Tennessee was, I think, a little bit. Um this kind of smash mouth, run the football type of offense. I think I think B. John Robinson's a game changer. Um I think basically Ritter's gonna be asked to hand the ball off a lot and do yeah. 
do a lot of uses legs uh type thing and so i actually like him a little bit more than than tennessee in in that regard on the offensive side i think they have more weapons with kyle pitts drake london that, that type of stuff um I, I with you i i love chris lindstrom of course i think he's the second best guard next to zach Martin. Oh, of course but, yeah but but we won't go there um and, and caleb mcgarry's a stud as well i think a you know, defense what i like is that they upgraded on defense this off season so i think they've got a they've got a top half defense so i i i'm excited for them and i'm actually going to take the over uh Ooh. for the the falcons on the eight and a half wins over eight and a half yeah i know it's it's a bit i it's a bit of a reach that they're my gamble but i i really am a fan of what they're doing i don't know with this team to be honest is they last season they they ditched mariota for for ritter like he was going to be the the savior of the team and he turned up very very short and they go out in the offseason and they sign taylor heineke Away from the commanders, great move from Heineke. Get out of that uh, that trash organization as quick as he possibly can. But uh. to come in behind Ritter, they're still listing Ritter as QB one. They're still talking about him like he's going to be there for the whole season, like as in QB one for the whole season. Just uh. cut it, cut it out, Atlanta. Just stop yeah. playing with us. <laughs> Desmond Ritter is not ready. He has yeah. played like garbage in every preseason minute that he's had so far. It just has not shown shown it. And you've got Taylor Heineke there, who is a, a proven game winner. Guy should be starting for this team. Yeah. He should be starting for a couple of teams. He could be. And with the addition of Bijan Robertson to go with Drake London and Mac Hollins and Scotty Miller and Kyle Pitts, Tyler Algier still, Corderell Patterson still there, there could be something. And I would be going... You put Taylor Heineke as QB1 and you list him as QB1, I look at an eight and a half under over with this division and I go, they're going over. But now I'm worried at eight and a half because Atlanta think they're sticking with Desmond Ritter. Like, I just don't understand that 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 decision. They can do better than Desmond Ritter, to be honest. A lot better. Hmm. But I'm fence-sitting right now. Manjot, how are you feeling about, um, about that under over at eight and a half? Oh, I'm going to have to disagree with Brad. I think that's very steep. Eight and a half. You're telling me Atlanta's going to get nine wins. I I just don't see it happening. No offense to any Falcons fans. I'm happy to be proven wrong. I like the Falcons. I actually don't think Falcons fans would take offense to that, given the yeah, shit that I, they've put I out think, over the last two years. Yeah, eight and a half feels really high for this team. I just don't think Desmond Ritter's ready. I don't think... I think they can get carried by B. John on offense. I can definitely see that. But when you got talent like Drake London, Kyle Pitts there at receiving, I mean, Desmond Ritter, he's got to show that he's that QB. He's got to show that he's that guy for them. For me, I don't know what to make about them. I am going to take the under because I feel like eight and a half is real steep. But... I just don't know if they... I think they're going to eke out wins at the end of the year. I can see where Brad's optimism is. And it's always the Falcons' way, all right? They they just... 
they just go out there, you know, they start the season like absolute garbage, and then, you know, they get to the middle of the year, and they're like, oh, let's start winning games. And then they take themselves out of draft position, and just, they, they, they're not going to tank for Caleb Williams. I'm, I'm going to tell everyone that right now. They're going to mess up any sort of tanking plans, let me just say, for Caleb Williams, which, who I think would be an absolutely amazing quarterback for this team, but... But I think I digress. Yeah. Mate, it's it's the it's the old days with the, the Jets picking rookie quarterbacks and completely ruining them. I yeah. think if they went another rookie quarterback, they're just gonna ruin them again. I don't think that this what that's what Atlanta needs right now. I think that they need to spend money on on proven guys to build a team around mm-hmm. and look for the experience to try and be better than they are. Uh because I don't think they're ready for rookies, to be honest. But oh, I, I just gonna, don't think they're ready for to go all in either, like you're saying no. with the veterans. I don't think any no, they're not ready for that. Sign them to be they're not ready. They're not ready for that. Yeah, that's not this is like I was gonna say yeah. this is a this is a fascinating discussion because I see I see it completely different. I totally understand what you guys are saying, but I see mm-hmm. I see it completely different. So I think either way it's gonna be fun to see how this team plays out. Yeah. I did just worry me because they're gonna roll out Ritter against the Panthers in week one and the Packers in week two and then the Lions in week three. And it they're just gonna destroy the team. They'll be they'll be zero and three, and then they'll be bitching on social media about the fact that they're nil and three and they need to come the, back. And I yeah, mean, we, I, we, I they'll think, come back. We saw I think it in we, two and one. We I saw it in yeah, right. Well, but either way, we saw it in the quarter, the same scenario in the quarterback series with Mariota last year. Exactly the same yeah. as what we're talking about. And then by mid season, or after the bye, basically at the bye, they said to Mariota, see you later. What is, yeah. it's like? Oh, the yeah. other thing, look, yeah. I'm going to take the day, the day after he has a baby. Yeah, has a baby. It's his birthday. See you later. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, exactly. August, that's the shit we expect from the commanders, not from some, anyone else in the league. <laughs> yeah, right. Look, I'm going to take the under because it's set at eight and a half. Right. I don't believe in nine wins. I just don't believe in nine wins for this team. We're talking about nine wins. We're talking about them being as good as the Saints. I can't, I can't get behind that. My one wish is that they list. Taylor Heineke as the starter against the Washington Commanders, and that kid gets to show the Commanders what he actually is and what they missed out on. So yeah, do, do us, show, just yeah. do us a solid, Atlanta. Do us a solid there and do it that way. Will you? So so basically, one last middle finger to Dan Snyder. Yep, yep. <laughs> well, and the entire coaching section because they're all there. Right, yeah. division standings for the NFC South. What do we? Uh, what do we? Th- Brad, you start us off for the NFC South. Uh, that's a good question. I, it's hard. This is a hard one. Way hard, way harder than the AFC South was. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It's it's way way harder. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Saints, Falcons, Panthers, Bucks. Ooh. Okay, man, shot. Uh, Saints, Panthers, Falcons, Bucks. Jesus, you two really hate the Bucks, don't you? Oh, I, <laughs> I just don't think they'll be good. I, I said it, it's just because of Baker. I don't think they'll be that good. I think, yeah, the Falcons, I feel like Brad's a bit high on. I think the yeah. Saints got this, Um, and then the Panthers are going to come second. Right, I'm going Saints, Bucks, Panthers, Falcons. Oh, okay. Oh, right. All right. Okay. <laughs> So we had three different ones, which I like. 
That's good content. No, I like it. I just, I can't be that low on the box. All right. It must be me and Baker. Just get me a jersey already. (laughs) All right. That's the end of NFC South. That's the end of the 2023 divisional previews for G'day Gridiron. Wow. Wow. What a month. That's actually, I've loved this again, just as we did with our best team uh, draft all through July. This August, I've loved. That has been a great slate of stuff to do. Um, I'm going to call it um, now. I reckon both of these things are coming back with us next season, boys, don't you think? I reckon Absolutely. this is the best the best podcasting in terms of Australian gridiron podcasting. Like, oh, listen to what us. What we've done. I, I, know, I know, going too high on us. But <laughs> I know it might be a bit unhumble of me to say this, but, you know, I, I'm just going to put it out there. You guys got to share this podcast. Like, what we just talked about in the last month and also the best teams and everything – it's just been quality, I reckon. And even listening back as a listener, I've enjoyed it. I've actually really enjoyed it. And if any of you guys have enjoyed it, definitely share the podcast. I think we got yeah. some real talent. We just need, you know, everyone to know about us. I think this podcast has tremendous potential, guys. I'm really excited to work with you guys. I just wanted to say it on air. I've been saying it off air to you guys. All <laughs> time. But on air, I've just got to let the listeners know that I see the tremendous potential that our podcast has. And and you guys gotta be sharing it. Like this this podcast has a lot of potential. I think we can take this places. And honestly, with the amount of NFL knowledge between us, we're all feeling the love. There's so much love coming through from Manjot right now. I hope everyone can feel it. Can you feel it, Brad? Can you feel oh, the love? I, I love feeling my love. And uh. <laughs> just you know, I what I echo, and I'll just say to the listeners, uh, you know, if you guys have any ideas uh, or suggestions that you want us to, oh, yes. that you want us to do, absolutely, uh, don't be afraid to to reach out to us yeah. on the socials, and uh, we'll we'll definitely take it take it under advisement. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and most of the time we will probably talk about it. Uh, now, I did say at the start of this exercise that I was going to enter some win totals on the ESPN pigskin pick'em um, competition. I don't, mm. after the the diverse uh, opinions all three of us have had, I don't think I can compile one. I'm going to put my own there. If you boys, I'll probably share it with the boys. If they want to put their own into that competition, they can. We can see how we do. It doesn't really cool. matter. We can always come back to this. So next week we have a, what was technically an off week before uh, our September program starts and the nfl football starts we are under by the time you hear this we will be under 15 days away from nfl football two weeks two weeks how awesome is that so next week we're going to go back oh i don't know if we'll have one or two shows we'll see how next week's talk comes out but basically we're going to um we're going to do a little exercise that i titled gm hard decisions where we're going to have a bit of a look at uh, some of the hard decisions that some GMs have to make coming into the 2023 season. So some some talks, some things that have happened through camps and preseason games for a couple of teams. The other thing we're going to do is related to the division stuff that we've just done. We're going to do some way too early conference predictions. So we're going to look at our, uh, our conference standings from this. The boys will get a chance to readjust any of their under over predictions from the last four weeks as well and uh we'll run through that we'll probably maybe run through it a little bit we'll see how we go but that will definitely be up on the socials for sure uh during next week so look out for that as for this week look out for 
all of our division stuff that we've just talked about. I'll put that up on our socials at G'day Gridiron on Insta and Facebook. Check out Manjot's profiles at Pastry Press NFL on Insta. He posts lots of stuff. He is still doing that countdown, and you will see every oh, day right through to number one. Um, it has been a mammoth effort from Manjot right through from 100 days down. Uh, so I think... There might be a small party over there at the uh, at pastry at the uh, pastry press NFL headquarters there once he gets that final post up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it'd be good. I mean, I've been enjoying the series. Love looking back through football history. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's I mean, been love, that's been great. I love it. Yeah. Uh, of course, we are part of the Aussie Gridiron Network. So check yeah. out the other boys in the Aussie NFL fantasy. They are doing their division stuff as well. They'll be doing the South. Uh, this week as well, as well as another mock draft. Their mock draft episodes have been great, um, a great listen and have been great over the last couple of weeks. We're going to have to push Marky Mark at No Huddle Dynasty, see if we can squeeze a bit more out of Mark before football season kicks off, all <laughs> yeah. those fantasy drafts are going on. And apart from that, I guess, just as Manshot said, share the love, share us around, and uh, goodbye for now. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, guys. G'day Gridiron is brought to you by the Aussie Gridiron Network, a network of Australian podcasts bringing you some of the best content from the NFL and the local game. Check out our other podcasts, Aussie NFL Fantasy and No Huddle Dynasty.